everyone. My name is Jessica Reagan Asher, and you are listening to Do You Listen to the Front Bottoms? So I've been trying to release this podcast for a couple of weeks now. I've made the Facebook page. A uh, good bit of you guys know, and you've been liking it. Thank you so much. Um, I did record the first episode a couple of weeks ago, but I had to delete it because I didn't understand copyright laws, and I had a track of Laugh Till You Cry as the theme song, but I forgot to redo that. <clears throat> Which, speaking of, I would love it if some of you artistic people could uh, send in some submissions for a theme song. That would be very much appreciated. You will get nothing except for a shout-out for your Instagram, your Facebook, your email if you want. If you want to talk to Front Bottom Spam and have them tell you how, how great your submission was. Uh, speaking of emails... Uh, I would love to be able to read some of your guys' stories of the front bottoms off on the podcast, whether it be about how one of your their songs played out in your life, or maybe it was a really awesome meet and greet with the band, which I've got one with Brian and with the band. Um, but the email for it is there's no capitals, there's no, um, what are they called, symbols or anything. It's just do you listen to the front bottoms at gmail.com. Again, that is, do you listen to the front bottoms at gmail.com? So, uh, oh, ooh, we have our first guest. I, Tutu, say hi. Say hi, Tuka Bear. Say hi. She doesn't bark or make any noise. It's, it, it worried us at first when we got her. But, um, I mean, it's kind of nice, especially since our other dog, Martin, likes to just scream all the time. I can't have him sleep in my bedroom because my room has a window that points out to the street. So like someone, there's this one guy who wakes up every morning at like 4.30, turns on his car to heat it up and he leaves it like that for an hour and the entire time, Martin's just like on high alert, like, and then whenever the guy actually does come out to drive away, he's like, it's really annoying, but it's kind of cute, but it's more annoying. Especially whenever, like, you know, I'm just sitting there and a car pulls up and Martin decides to bark as loud as he can three inches from my ear. Oh, actually, the most that you'll ever hear from Tutu is probably that little clicky-clacky sound that you hear in the background. We we cut her nails, but they we just can't get them short enough and she scratches us. She's abusive. But we love her. <laughs> There's no reason to leave. No, I love her. Tallulah, get the fuck back over here. What are you doing? What are you doing? I know it's dinner time, but it's too hot. We got to cool it down. We make their food. They're so fucking spoiled. Look, you want talking to the microphone? Say hi. Say hi, Cookie. Mwah. I love you. I love you. Don't lick my face. I love you. And she licked my face. So I'm going to start by telling you guys about my connection with the front bottoms and, you know, my obsession. I'm apparently certified obsessed. This one girl, she made earrings of uh, the front bottoms album that has Brian Sell's face on it. And I was telling my boss, like, how I really wanted to get them, but I could never wear them. And he responds, oh, because that would be too obsessive. And I was like, no, because I need to put them on my shrine. It, it worked that it just worked out perfectly. We had a good laugh. 
Well, anyways, I have 10 front bottoms tattoos. One of them takes up my entire right arm. It's for the song. Um, it's actually two songs. It's Cough It Out for all the branches on the trees that we carved out. And also, uh, holy fuck, I'm about to die for twisted roots that take me under. I do plan to get more, but, uh, you know, COVID's going on. And also, I've never had money in the first place. I shouldn't have bought the tattoos that I have. Um, so I first heard of the front bottoms from my high school sweetheart. He was horrible. I should really call him a horrible heart. That works out better. But we'll refer to him as Voldemort. It pains me to say, but I don't remember what song it was, just that it was off the album where I'm forgetting the name of it. Uh, Brian and Matt are standing in front of the bus stop sign. But uh, I was walking through the hallway that day, and he's like, you have to listen to this song. This band's amazing. I took the headphone, put it in my ear, and pretty much took it right back out because I absolutely hated it. I told him, and he, I asked him what the name was, and he's like, they're called the Front Bottoms. And I was like, that's a really stupid name, too. And after that, I don't really remember how I started listening. I just know that he was my introduction. I think that I think that maybe the next song that he played for me was Peach in his car. But uh, so that part of my life, I actually blocked out a lot of it because of some really traumatic stuff that was going on. All thanks to Voldemort. And I'll actually I'll tell you guys about it, but it's going to need its own episode. Uh, but it's actually it's one of the. It, it is the main reason why I love the front bottom so much. And, yeah. Get, get ready for me to cry into a microphone and fucking put it out to the public. So, after that summer, let's see. He showed it to me whenever I was a junior. And, right, then that summer I started listening to Peach and Cough It Out. And that was a wild summer. It was emotional. Uh, yeah, so anyways, after that summer, I became a high school senior. Not an elderly senior. Not yet. Can't wait, though. I can just be lazy all the time, have a fixed income. I can act crazy as all hell, and people will just be okay with it. Um, but anyways, my senior year is when I became best friends with my friend Maya. She and I spent months driving around before and after school, smoking weed in my car, when finally one day... She was like, dude, can we listen to anything else? Because you're literally always listening to this band. And I remember looking down at the screen to the car, and it was the album cover for Back on Top. And I was like, oh, do I? And apparently I was absolutely obsessed. I didn't I didn't even notice. Like, I didn't even, like, really register the name of the band. I just, like, bought all the songs, and I put it on shuffle and never changed. Uh, that year started my three-year binge. I would not put on anything else, and I'm not exaggerating. Like, I hung out with a bunch of, you know, cool kids who listened to hip-hop and rap and all that, and I hated it, and they would get into my car because I was one of the few people with a car, but they'd get into my car, and the rule was, like, you know, I'm in charge of the music, and they absolutely despised me, and they'd be screaming at me the whole time trying to fuck with the, with the radio, and I'd be like, if you're in my car, you don't get a fucking say. I was a bitch. I was a bad bitch. What happened? I'm just so, so lazy and just, I don't have the energy to be a cunt to people. It was fun though. Apparently if like, if you're pretty and you're a bitch, like you can, you can get a lot of guys. It's not going to be a healthy relationship or anything, but like, I don't know. I, I felt, 
I felt pretty. So where was I on my script? Right. So um. Anyways, uh, whenever me and Maya started hanging out, because my car always smelled like weed, Voldemort was like, "Why does your car smell like weed?" And like, I was like, "I'm trying to live my own life and hang out with my own friends." So that started me me beginning to have my own friends led to me finally breaking up with him, because he was always on my ass, like where I was, what I was doing, and. Actually, I went to his house to break up with him, and he freaked the fuck out, like, ripped the metal gate off of its hinges, chasing after me, like, punched a hole through the garage, and then he stood behind my car and would not move until his dad, like, tackled him to the ground. So, it's funny now I think about it. I'm glad that I don't date guys like that anymore. So, anyways, after we broke up, I was a little homeless because my mom found out I was smoking weed. And she wasn't going to have that in her house. So I'm homeless. I start doing cocaine and kind of becoming a drug addict. And then three days after my high school graduation, I got arrested for stealing fireworks, which was kind of like that song Mountain, which actually I wasn't even I wasn't doing it ironically or to be like the song or anything. It was Memorial Day weekend or Labor Day. It was Memorial Day weekend. And we saw fireworks, and we were like, let's get fireworks. But me and my friends, we would just go to Walmart and fill shopping carts up with shit and then just walk out. And we did it three times successfully with, like, hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of shit. But this time, like, they grabbed me, and I was like, "Mm, jig's over. I'm wearing short shorts, a tank top, and some cute-ass high heels that I cannot find. I think they're in the back of my friend's car in the trash. I don't know. It's been years. Um... But I get arrested, and they scan everything that I stole, and it was $622 worth of shit, which a lot of people ask me, how did I get that much shit from Walmart? We tried to steal a 10-person tent. So, like, that that definitely boosted it. Um, And, anyways, I had to spend three days in Rice Street, which led to me calling my mom and being like, hey, mom, I fucked up. Can you please bail me out and take me home? Which she did because uh, she's wonderful. I love that crazy bitch. But she let me move into her garage and I would steal her car every night that summer to go to house parties, do drugs. And I remember every person I met, it was that crew that all listened to rap and stuff. Every single person I met, I'd be like, hi, I'm Jesse. Do you listen to the Front Bottoms? And not one person ever said yes. And it broke my heart because I was like, I see one friend that listens to this band. They're so good. And sometimes uh, I would end up hanging out with that person long enough to show them the front bottoms. And they were like, no, I, I don't think we're going to be friends. But I, actually, I am still good friends with a good bit of those people. But the ones who would, like, yell at me for, for playing the front bottoms, uh, they're definitely blocked. But over that summer, I did meet one guy who loved my fascination with the front bottoms we'll call him Cunter uh hint his real oh no I don't I shouldn't say his real name if it's not obvious enough hey Juju what's up you compare I know I know it's dinner time but it's too hot and you're a dum-dum and you'll eat it you know it's hot gonna burn your little mouth do you have anything to say yeah you want to tell them about that summer where I was annoying all the cool kids about the front bottoms? You weren't born yet. You only you just turned two. I would have fucked up. Okay, don't lick my mouth. 
So, um, anyways, I meet this guy, Hunter, and uh, within 30 seconds of meeting him, I show him my ass to show him my tattoo, which um, I'm not going to keep that a secret. You know Woodstock from Charlie Brown, and you know that episode of that 70s show where Eric got Woodstock tattooed on his ass instead of Donna? Yeah, I got it from that because I'm real original. And I've even tried sending Tommy Chong a picture of it, but, you know, because he can't receive messages without going into his... uh, the permission part of it. He's never seen it. He's missing out. Well, anyways, after a couple of weeks of talking to this guy at every house party we know, we go to, um, we did the dirty, and then he ghosted me immediately. And then a month later, I had my own apartment, and he came to my party through mutual friends. I remember him sitting on my floor, uh, shoeless and homeless, which nothing wrong about that. I've, I've been both of those things. But uh, it leads to something else in the story. But um, shoeless and homeless sees me, and the smile on his face just drops. And I'm, I like, I don't even really think too much of it. I'm just like, oh, hey, it's that dude. You didn't call me back. I don't really care that much. But um, because I had my own apartment, he started. Well, pretty much the next day, he lived with me, and I was like, none the wiser. I was like, oh, I guess he's just staying the night. But it was every single night for a month. And the way that he met my mom was uh. I was stupid, and I told my friends that they this was before the apartment. But um, I let my friends stay at my house for a couple hours while I was at work, and they like were making smoothies and shit. One of them was walking around shirtless, and they locked my mom out of the house. And so she comes and knocks on the door, and my one friend goes up, and he's like, "Hey!" And she's like, "What are you doing in my house?" And she decided to be fucking really rude to a pretty like ghetto dude and so he starts flipping out on her and she's like well i'm calling the cops so she calls the cops and because she's so hysterical she make like like eight cop cars show up and um some of the girls they stay the ones who don't have warrants all the other guys are running and jumping over fences well anyways hunter is sleeping in my bed and she goes into my room and she wakes him up and she's like get the fuck out of my house where are your shoes and he's like I don't have shoes. And she just fucking went berserk on this kid. <laughs> that um, later, whenever I told him that, a month later, whenever we started dating, uh, she told me that he wasn't allowed to date me unless he had a home, a job, and a pair of shoes. Which, he got all of those in a week. Lost the job after a week. He didn't really have a home. He just moved into my apartment. So, um, before I go any further... If I start slurring my words, I, I didn't mean to do it on purpose right then. I, I've only had like two sips. But um, I, I am having my sippy sip. It relaxes me. I get so incredibly nervous doing this. Like, I've had to record this over and over and like I can't get two seconds in. That's why I made Michael not record with me tonight. Because I don't know how to work this well enough to edit it out. Or, like, stop it and, like, edit out the two seconds where I was breathing. <sighs> Sorry. So, um, yeah, I, I'm fine. I'm just doing my thing. But, yeah, back to Hunter. So, he moved in. He's like, oh, my God, it's so cute and quirky that you love the front bottoms. And he's always trying to show me rap. And I'm like, please, can we just listen to the front bottoms? Uh, And he 
heard the song peach and he was like oh this is like us because you have a butt like a peach and like you're my peach and he was always calling me his peach and i was like i i don't interpret the song like that like i never once thought that that was our song um i lost a page on my script where the fuck did it go Uh, i don't know um guess i'm just winging it now i wonder how many minutes i'm at can someone do 412 13 divided by 60 for me i'm trying to get like 15 or something i'll have i'll have more time recorded whenever you guys start sending in your emails which i have been posting on the facebook page no one's done it right now i just have two welcome emails from gmail in my account Yeah, um, Hunter, Peach, fuck, where was I? This is why I need Michael, but also I don't have a co-host and like, it's nice to banter. You know, it's really weird talking to yourself alone. Okay, let me get back to the front bottoms. Tutu, it wouldn't hurt for you to say anything. Just, let me get a little brain something like that. Oh, me and Michael have this joke. What if Martin were just like one day, the only thing he ever says just gets real close in Mar- Michael's ear. He's just like, fatty. And then nothing else ever. Like, first off, Michael would be offended and also like, talking dog? So I just did the math for it real quick while I did that pause. I hope my pauses are discreet because I'm trying to align when I start speaking, my breaths and the obvious pause. But um, anyways, we're at seven minutes right now. It might be going up. Okay, I need to stop. I need to stop. I need to ignore that, not stop ignoring it. Um, So uh, whenever me and Hunter were dating, that's when the Front Bottoms released their uh, tickets for their Going Gray tour. But they hadn't released the album yet, I don't think. It was just that they were going to go on tour, and I got so fucking excited. I got two tickets because this was, like, the first time they were coming to town since I had been fucking obsessed with them. And this had been, yeah, it had been three years that I had been obsessed with them. Was it? Maybe it was two. It was three because after I went to my first concert, that's when I was able to, like, let myself branch out with new music. Um... Which, even though I, I did do that, I eventually came around to McCaffrey, and they're my second favorite band. Even though, fuck that lead singer guy, he's an asshole, but, you know, hate the artist, not the art. Um, so yeah, anyways, I get these tickets. I'm super excited. I have, like, a special place for them. And then Hunter starts becoming a cheating douchebag with his ex-girlfriend, who actually turned out to be really lovely. She and I are friends now. But, like, at the time, like, her name was anna and i'd be like anna really sorry anna i feel like a dick for that but thank you for turning on to that morbid podcast it's pretty cool i gotta stop getting off track i just wanted to say real quick i really love my favorite murder and they were my kind of my my, they were kind of my inspiration for doing this these podcasts are cool and i was like what do i have to talk about i'm like well i'm obsessed with this band and you know there's also the band i only listen to the mountain goats so like you know why can't i do it um right so i got the tickets hunter starts cheating on me and i'm angry all the time and so anytime we would get into fights he would destroy my things he shattered like this priceless mirror that i had uh 
because he was just mad at me for being friends with my best friend because it was a guy and he of course you know guys think like oh like if her best friend's a guy they've totally slept together which we never did for the love of god but it's whatever um but he would go around destroying my things and like the closer and closer that we got to the breakup uh like he would just destroy more of my stuff so finally i took the I took the tickets and I hid them in the one place that I knew that he wouldn't touch. And that was my folder containing all of my paperwork about the bad thing. Like, he would have to be a fucking monster. Like, like Voldemort level monster to rip that up. Or to go through it. Um, so anyways, we I actually, I broke up with him on our one year anniversary... That was the day that I found out that he was cheating on me. And uh, so I had spent that. And I, I, I worked like a seven-day work week trying to save up money so that I could buy him a nice anniversary present and still pay our rent and stuff. And he spent all of his money on cocaine and taking this girl out on dates. So I spent all my money on rent for this apartment that I didn't stay in anymore because we'd broken up. But uh, he and I, we to work together. And... This one night, he was he was doing dishes, and I was playing "Be Nice to Me," and uh, the line uh, "There's there's very little left of me. It's never coming back." came on, and he's saying it with like this this stupid like teenage kid angsty voice, which nothing against that. I love that, but coming from a man you hate in a very terrible singing voice really sticks with you. So he was like, there's never, there, oh, sorry, there's very little left of me. It's never coming back. And honestly, I did a better job than he did. But he sang it like that. And for nearly a year, anytime I heard that song, that one line, I would like have that flashback and I could only hear it in his voice. And it annoyed the absolute shit out of me. But I had to listen to the song because I love it and I love the front bottoms. Oh, there was actually... There was a period in time where I didn't listen to the front bottoms for two weeks, which that's another funny story. This is why I need my script. I am so, like, over here, over there, over here. I also need a co-host. Tallulah, you're terrible. You have nothing to bring to the table. You need a co-host so, like, we can just sit here and have a conversation. I'm just talking to myself. This is what my brain's like at work. I'm a terrible employee. But, um, anyways, <laughs> um... Brian Sella had just done the Champagne Jam, and I wasn't able to go because, like I said, I'm broke. I live in Georgia. It's just, like, it wasn't in the cards for me that year. So uh, the next day, I see that it's been announced that he's engaged to this wonderful, absolutely gorgeous girl, and I'm very happy for him now. But at the moment, I was like, oh, God, my heart, it's not going to happen for me, is it? (laughs) So I, I, I text my friend. She's like, oh, sweetie, come to my restaurant. Like, I'll, I'll get you a drink. And so I sit down. I'm looking all sad. And she brings me a couple of beers. And uh, then I only remember about 10 more seconds of the night. And they're all different different periods of time. We were at Stars and Strikes. We were in a picture booth. Uh, I was putting glowing teeth dentures into my mouth. Oh, wait, no, sorry, I only remember four little bits. In the fourth part, 
I was looking in the mirror with bleach in my hair. And I woke up the next morning, and I opened up my eye, and I see there's a little strand of bleach blonde hair in front of my face. And I shoot up, and I look in the mirror, and my fucking black hair was bright-ass platinum blonde. And I walk into my roommate's room, and I'm like, hey, what happened last night? And she just starts laughing at me, and I'm like, can someone please tell me what happened last night? <laughs> I, I still, hey, Tutu, do, do you want to say hi this time? So, um, right, I have no memory of what, have, what had happened. And anyways, we get into her car, and we're going to the store or whatever, and this mixtape that she made me uh, has, like, she always, she, she would make mixtapes for me all the time, and there was always Front Bottom songs on it, and the song Lonely Eyes came on, and I just, like, reflex, I just punched the radio and turned it off and screamed no, and my roommate looks at me, and she's like, all right, so we're not gonna, we're not gonna listen to the Front Bottoms for now. I was just so heartbroken and the thing is i've always told myself it would never happen between me and brian he's a gemini (laughs) i don't really believe in that stuff anymore but i always turn out to be really good friends with gemini so brian i'm here i'll be a short little cry on but in a very platonic way uh okay so let's backtrack Okay, I got the tickets. I hid them from Hunter. Then he ruined that line from that song. And right, okay, so we're back to the breakup. And I move into my mom's garage again. But this time, because my sister is pregnant, she moved back into my mom's house with my brother-in-law. They're sleeping in my childhood bedroom, which my brothers had been living in until she came home. And then my brothers moved into the garage. So that begins the really awesome time in my life. When I shared the garage with my two little brothers, like that, that was just a fun time. Like, because my brothers are my best friends and it, it was just great. Anyways, um, I remember the day that Going Gray came out, I was like, everyone leave me alone. I'm going into the garage. I need to listen to this alone. This is what I do every time. And I go into the garage. I listen to it. And once I'm done, I'm talking to my brother-in-law. I'm like, yeah, the album's name is called uh, Going Gray. And he's like, oh, you mean like Going Grayson? which is the name they had just picked out for my nephew. And I was like, no. And it was really funny that that album came out and my sister had happened to pick the name Grayson because right after that album came out, my life started going Grayson. I became his nanny. And dude, I fucking love that kid. He's like so cool. I teach him bad words and he loves the front bottoms because I was his nanny I would play him the front bottoms all the time to the point that my sister would put on any of her music and he'd be like mommy turn it off well I mean now he's a little bit older obviously he's about to turn four yay I'm making his cake I'm making a donut cake with pink frosting and sprinkles but um right so anyways my life became revolved around Grayson and it it really did go great uh, so I actually think I'm going to, I clicked my phone for the time, like I had a timer on, or uh, I think I, okay, anyways, I'm going to wrap it up, 
because I will go down a rabbit hole and a Jesse ADHD rabbit hole about me talking about the front bottoms is not good. Actually, there was this one time, <laughs> as I proceed to go back into it, uh, there's one time I was walking with my little brother and we're having a conversation, probably like good 30, 45 minutes go by. And he stops and he's like, dude, you're, you're really starting to scare me. And I'm like, why? And he's like, I purposely changed the subject of this conversation like five times. And every time within minutes, you've brought it back to talking about the front bottoms. I, I, I'm like, I'm, I, I know I'm crazy obsessed. I'm not like, you know, put the lotion on skin crazy obsessed. But like this, this band means the world to me. Anytime I'm sad or I'm having anxiety, what immediately calms me down is I just think about the front bottoms and I, I smile immediately. Like, I just love them so much. And I'm so happy that I finally looked up a front bottoms fan club and I was able to connect with all you guys. Like, I, I finally have friends that like my music taste. And... It's just great. It's so great after going years with the only person who knew about them being the worst person I could have ever met. But I'm really, oh, I didn't mean to yell. I'm also really sorry for how this sound comes out because I, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, and again, Please, if you have like a five second, like little, like, or just like a little with you, anything. Like, I could try, but I know my voice is annoying. Do you really want to hear me sing? Like, or play guitar? I'm not good. I can play a G, a C, and a couple others. I can I can play I can play some Pierce the Veil and well I can play one Pierce the Veil song on piano and one My Chemical Romance song and we all know what songs those are and I I'm not good at them and I can only play like five notes with the MCR one um, but yes please submit that and also I would love it if some people would submit some art that has the words Do you listen to the front bottoms incorporated in it. Because the picture I have now, it's literally just my handwriting and it looks dingy and boring. But I would love some art. Again, I am poor. I'm not going to pay you. You will get a shout out. And I'll like tag your Instagram. If you want me to write down your email, I can do that. But that sounds ridiculous. Who wants emails from strangers? Speaking of emails, if you have a story about the front bottoms, how much their music means to you, how one of their songs played out in your life, or just you know, meeting se- meeting sexy old Brian and had a great time. Please send your emails to no punctuations, no capitals or anything. This is the email now. Do you listen to the front bottoms at gmail.com? Who the fuck uses Yahoo? If you use Yahoo, I am discriminating against you. Just use Gmail. I'm not gonna, how many O's is in Yahoo that you, so so many people could just mess that up? And what if they spell it like Y-A-W-U-U or like zeros? There's like, just put Gmail, it's so easy. All right, Tutu, you want to say bye-bye? Who's hungry?
Who's hungry? Your dinner's cold. It's time to eat dinner. Say bye-bye.